Welcome to Crazy Good Talks with Deirdre Van Nest. In this podcast, we help growth-oriented financial advisors, leaders, sales professionals, and experts stand out and own the room every time they speak. Deirdre will empower you to grab and keep the attention of any audience, live or virtual, make emotional connections with your listeners, and inspire them to take action. Join us on this journey where Deirdre will empower you to become a more confident presenter and knock it out of the park when you speak. It's time to learn how to tell a story. Now, in Episode 5, Deirdre Van Nest shared the different types of stories you as a business professional can use to make your meeting and presentations more powerful and memorable. Now, Deirdre, you left us hanging last time. You said (laughs) one of these storytelling types is like adding lighter fluid to your presentations, conversation, and marketing activities. So which is it? Okay, I'm going to tell you in a moment, but I'm just, we have like a new story here and I'm just concentrating on the irony. So, you know, the last thing I said in the last episode was what you just said about adding lighter fluid. Yeah. And then we're about to record this episode and what happens? The fire (laughs) alarm in my office goes off. And what does that tell you? Not only... Yeah. Not only is it a drill, but it's an evacuation, right? It's an evacuation. And, you know, I'm just sitting here. I think it's me. I, so I've been in this office for about 14 months now. This is the third time this has happened to me in this office. So the first time Patrice, the fire alarm went off. I was delivering a presentation for 1600 financial advisors. Oh, the second time, but we didn't have to leave the building. So that was good. The second time it went off, I was teaching about 20, 22 private clients in my crazy good talks blueprint. We were having our monthly call and I did have to evacuate the building. Oh no. Yes. And now, and now this, when I'm doing my podcast, so it's like, it has this sense whenever Deirdre's recording, whenever Deirdre is hot, whenever yes, Deirdre when Deirdre's is hot. hot, we need a, we need a fire alarm. There you go. When Deirdre's hot. So um, anyway, we just wanted to let you in behind the scenes that that's, what's been going on here between episode five and episode six, we've been dealing with these fire alarms. So, so now we're back just whoo, taking a deep breath. And we're going right? to talk lighter fluid. That's just, perfect. and we're going to talk lighter fluid. I, I, maybe I shouldn't say that word anymore. So, okay. So the story, well, you know what, Patrice, let me, let me have you guess. Let's do a quick review because okay. it's been two okay. weeks since our listeners have tuned in. There's three storytelling types. Every business owner eventually wants in their toolkit. And I say eventually, because I don't want you to be overwhelmed thinking you've got to create all these stories overnight, right? You start with one, then you can add one and add another. It's a, it's a, it's an iterative process, but there's three storytelling types. There's the why story. You use the why story to develop trust, connection, and likability. It's why you do what you do and why you care about the person or persons you're talking to. The next one is what I call your desire story. And a desire story is where you tell a story about clients that have gotten great results working with you or avoided a specific result. And the key is you're telling a story that you know will evoke desire for the same results Mm -hmm. in your listeners. Okay. That's a great story when you're in a sales situation or a persuasion situation and you don't want to sound salesy. And then the third is a story or analogy to make a point. 
right? You just, you want to highlight some sort of concept. Maybe you want to break down something complex or highlight something that you want them to remember. And um, pastors are genius at this. So, you know, watch sermons and you'll see pastors weave in and out story and analogy. So you get their point. So those are the three storytelling types. And one of those is foundational. This should be the cornerstone of all your marketing and relationship building skills. I'm waiting. One, yeah, what do I'm you waiting. think? All right, well, guess. What do you think? They all have their points to them. The why they is do. building trust, desire, as you said, you're, you're trying to persuade them that this is what they want as well. Yep. And with making a point, it's a concept. It's an explanation. As you say, analogy. All of them have their really strong need. I would guess maybe it's trust. So you're thinking it's the why story? Yeah. Yes. Oh, smart good. woman. Oh. <laughs> and I didn't even tell you the answer in advance. No. Um, yes, it is. It is the why story. Okay. And so it's interesting because, oh, how many years ago was this? About four years ago, if I had been recording this podcast, I wouldn't have even mentioned the why story. The why story actually was not even on my radar, Patrice. I would have fought tooth and nail that it was the desire story. Hmm. But let me tell you what happened to me. Let me tell you what happened to me. Yeah. So I'm going to tell, actually, I'm going to tell a story right now to make a point. Okay. So this is a story to make a point. So have you ever reached a point in your career where from the outside, things are going really well, but something feels off to you on the inside? Yes. Okay. I think that's a common experience many yes. people have. And so around 2014 or 15, I started just feeling off. And here's how it, here's how it showed up for me. You know, I would, I would, uh, I'd been speaking professionally for, I guess, five years at that point, uh, would get great reviews from my audiences. My, my host, uh, get, would get rehired by the same companies, which is a great indication, right? That people are learning and liking it, but something just felt off. I felt unsatisfied. And the best way I can describe this, Patrice, it felt like whenever I got on the stage, I left a part of myself outside the room. So, and I couldn't. So you, you, wanna, well, you weren't bringing your total self to your work. Yeah. And I, but I couldn't figure out why, like it, it, yeah. it was sort of like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm animated. I'm giving all this great content, right? Like, like I, I felt like I was, but I just knew there was something missing and, and I, and I couldn't figure out what, what it was. And so after like, it was probably about two years of praying and soul searching. Um, I had a conversation with a colleague of mine and what I realized or what she helped me realize was I was leaving my heart and my heart for people outside the room. So you were acting on that stage. I wouldn't say I was acting, but what I was doing was I bought into the, the notion that I think a lot of business professionals buy into, that there is a different person that needs to show up in a business setting. And this different person is buttoned up and um, they might be smiling and they might have emphasis, but they, they are a business professional, right? So they don't share their humanity very much. They don't sort of let you in, right? They don't really think that you care about that. And so, so what I realized 
Patrice, is that I had spent, so now at this point, before I made the change, and I'll tell you what the change was, uh, up until 2017. So I had spent pretty much 2008 until 2017. That's a long time, nine years, trying to use, like, let's say, desire stories to prove my worth to convince my audience that, yes, I helped this person get great results and I helped this person get great results and I helped this person get great results. And so, so yes, that should make you believe me and want to work with me. And, and, it, and it did, but it only went to a certain level, right? Because what I thought, and I think my listeners can identify this when I talk with clients about this, they're like, yeah, what I thought was that people just wanted the information that I could provide they, and they wanted it told in an engaging way, but they didn't really care. Like I was just a vessel for information. They didn't really care about the human being delivering the information as long as they got the information. Mm -hmm. And what I learned is that's completely false. People actually do care about the human being behind the information and, and given the same set of information if a listener connects with one of the presenters on a human level, even if it's the same as that content and not the other, they mm -hmm. will always choose the human level connection over just straight content. Does that make sense? It makes absolute sense. Absolute sense. Yes. So what I'm hoping if you take nothing else away from this episode today is that you, you get that because I'm on a mission and I work a lot in financial services and I'm really on a mission, particularly in that industry, because they, they, they are really, they've really come from this place of everything having to be very sort of buttoned up corporate, very professional. And, and when I, when I'm using the word professional, obviously you're going to be respectful of people. You're not going to be swearing, right? You're oh. not going to talk about inappropriate things. So when I'm saying you don't have to be so professional, I don't mean those things. I mean, you don't have to act like you're removed, like you're a person with no emotion and just a vessel for content. I'm really hoping that whole industry and any other industry who is very much like this, that, that the people in it give themselves permission to actually be themselves. To be vulnerable. Yes. And, and to stop so hard trying to prove yourself and to start being yourself. Patrice, when I started being myself and stopped proving myself, magic happened. So let me tell you what that looked like for me and what I've seen happen to my clients who have taken this advice to heart and done the same. So in end of 2016, I realized I'm not bringing in my full self. And at the beginning of 2017, it was January 11th, 2017. I'll never forget it. I was in Minneapolis doing a training for a group of about 40 financial advisors. And I shared a why story with them. For the very first time, I shared a story about why I do what I do in the financial services industry, why it's so important to me that they are able to connect with people and um, get them to make decisions and be this really top-notch presenter and communicator. And Patrice, I was very scared to share the story. I didn't know how people would respond. I speak mostly, you know, 80% are men and people have this myth that, oh, men just want the facts and figures, completely false. But I kind of went in with that mentality, right? And I told the story, I took a chance and I told the story and I'll never forget what happened. So as soon as I was done with the story, there were two advisors on the left-hand side of the room in the third row, both of their hands shoot up. And I was like, okay. And I, I called on one of them and that first gentleman said, um, hey, Deirdre, I, I just want you to know, I will believe anything you say right now. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Like legit, those were his words. And I thought, okay, I've been spending years trying to prove my worth here. And literally one story about why I care about him and want to help him built that level of trust in a way that I had never been able to do before. So then the other advisor, I, yes, calling him and he said, you know, I just want you to know, I appreciate that you're not here just trying to like teach us something. You actually care about what we do and you understand how valuable it is. Wow. That's I awesome. was blown away and you could feel the energy in the room was good before, but Patrice, you could feel it shift. Mm -hmm. And there was this, I can't even put it to words. There was just this amazing energy afterwards. People were coming up, they're hugging me. I mean, it was like, and I even went back the next day to talk to the general agent. People are still hugging me. It was, it was a remarkable moment. And what happened since, so I started sharing why stories when I speak ever since that day within several months my business results tripled. Wow. And I can, and, and that started happening over the course of the next couple of years, my career just skyrocketed and I can trace it all back to telling that story. But I started wondering, Patrice, well, maybe this is a fluke, right? Like maybe this is just me because I'm a, I'm a presenter and I'm a speaker. Could this really work with my clients, particularly my advisors, my leaders, my wholesaler clients who are in a very technical industry, would this work for them? So I started teaching my clients for the very first time this concept of the why story. I shared my experience. I taught them how to craft the story. They got out there and started telling it. And guess what happened? Same results, same results. And so I've seen this consistently since 2017. So what's that for you last four years? When my clients start adding in the why story, it's like adding lighter fluid to everything they do. And so now it's one of the primary things that I teach my clients is how to craft this why story. Outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah. Now, yeah. how did you choose your why story? Okay. So, so, the, so here's the choice. Let's talk about this because this is very important. Patrice, have you ever been in a situation where you're, you know, you're listening to a speaker, they start telling you something and you start thinking, oh. This is TMI, too much information. I did not need to know that. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's awkward, right? Yeah. That's awkward. So you start doodling so, little things on your pad of paper. <laughs> yeah. And you're almost like, I don't want to look like this is too much. I, I didn't need to know this. And, 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 and what does this have to do with me? Okay. So what I'm not saying you do is just get up and air your dirty laundry right? And, and, and just start talking about all the hard things and this and that that happened in your life. That's not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is choosing something that's happened in your life, good or bad, that has propelled you, that has impacted you to do the work that you do for this particular audience or this particular listener. Okay. So the key is your story has to be completely relevant to your listener. And that's how you choose the story. So let me, let me just give you an example here. When I work in financial services, I tell a why story. I'm not, I'm not going to share it here. And in fact, if, if you want to see my why story, go to my website, crazygoodtalks.com. 
And on the homepage, you're going to scroll down and it says, watch Deirdre speak. There's a 10 minute presentation there. And about, I think about three minutes in, I start sharing my why story. And this is in front of a group of leaders in the financial services industry. So if you want the full story, you can, you can hear it there, but I'm just going to summarize it for the purpose of the episode. Okay. So when I'm in financial services, I tell this why story about my mom dying in a car accident when I was 10 years old, my dad almost dying and how, because of that, because of my life changing in a snap, I understand the importance of proper financial planning better than a lot of people do. And how, because of that, I really honor and respect the work, the work that my, my advisor and, the, and then the industry does and how my goal is to help them be the most powerful, persuasive communicator they can possibly be so that they can inspire and compel their clients who might want to sit back on their laurels to make the important planning decisions they should be making today rather than putting it off for someday. Okay. So that's the essence of the story. And I, and I, and I, you know, and I, I share some, some stuff with the accident and you can hear the full story, as I said, but imagine if I were to tell that same story to a group of CEOs in the tech industry, nothing, nothing, nothing. It wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. It wouldn't, it wouldn't make any sense. So you, you will have specific why stories for specific audiences. You might even have a specific why story for a specific product. Okay. Your why story has to relate directly to the concept you're teaching, the product you're selling and the audience who's listening. Make sense? It does. It does. Is there, is there a clue to when you should do, do you open with this? Do you, do you weave it into your opening? Yeah. Great, great question. So couple of different ideas here. And again, I don't like to be overly legalistic and be like, you have to do it exactly this same way. Speaking is a science, but there is an art to it. So I'm going to give you what I do, uh, what I do advise my clients do most of the time with the idea that you get to play with this and see what works best for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. So here's some guidelines. So generally I like to put the why story in the opening, somewhere in the opening of my presentation. So I'll have my opening bang, as you learned about in a previous episode. I think that was episode four, where we talked about how to grab the audience from the first words out of your mouth. And you have your opening bang, and then you will give them what I call a roadmap or an agenda. Hey, here are the things that you're gonna learn today, right? This is what you're gonna learn. And then I'll say something like, but before we jump in, I want to just take a moment and share with you why I care so much about helping you develop these skills and why I hope you care about developing these skills. And then I will share my why story. Right. Okay. okay so that's a great way to weave it into a presentation, but maybe it's going to fit better in your first point. I don't know. I've had a client try it in their closing. That's worked really well too. So just play around with it. But nine times out of 10, putting it somewhere in the opening is great because what happens is it immediately opens your audience up to you. So I do this exercise, Patrice, when I'm speaking to audiences, whether it's virtual or live, where I actually, before I tell them the why story, I say, okay, we're going to do a little activity. And, and this is when I'm teaching on the why story. So it's a great exercise. And I'll say, okay, so on a scale of one to 10, I want you to write the word before on a piece of paper. And then I want you to rate me in these three areas. How much do you like me right now? How much do you connect to me? And how much do you trust me? Zero means not at all. And 10 is like, you know, you're Over like my mother. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So they do that. Then I tell the why story. 
Then I have them rate me again. Oh, right. Later in the presentation, if we're in person, I have them stand. When I get to the point of unveiling this concept of the why story and unveiling that this is like putting everything on fire, like lighter fluid, fire alarm, please don't go off right now because I said that. (laughs) Um, I have, I say, okay, so if you, if my score increased in any one of those three categories, after you heard my why story, I'd like you to stand. When we're in an in-person audience, almost, I mean, 99.9% of the room stands. Wow. When we are online, I just have them type it in the chat and everyone's typing in. Yes, 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 yes. So it proves the point. It proves the point. And I speak to highly technical people. So if you're sitting there thinking, oh, this won't work for me. I speak to truck drivers. Yeah, yeah, it does. Believe me, I've coached people who speak to truck drivers. I've coached people who speak to CEOs of tech companies. It works. Now, if you're meeting one-on-one with people, um, again, a couple options, but what, what you might want to do, I'm just going to give a quick example of a situation that happened to me about a year and a half ago. I got on a conference call with two leaders in a very, very large insurance company that were, they were given my name by a friend. So Patrice, they didn't really, they didn't like have an experience with me already. My friend just said she would be a great keynote speaker for one of your events. And based on her reference, they're willing to talk with me. So we get on the phone, we do our nicey nice. And then they say, okay, Deirdre, can you tell us what you can do for our people? And I said, you know what, before I tell you what, may I share why I do what I do? Because I think that almost matters even more. And I just gave a 90 second overview of my story with my mom and dad, my life experience, and how that relates to me working in the financial services industry. And wow. I mean, you can imagine, like it was already friendly on the call. Yeah. But after that, it was like this warm, wonderful environment. Um, I ended up getting the contract and they're one of my biggest clients today. We've gone on to do a lot of in-depth work. Now, would I've gotten that contract anyway? Maybe, maybe, but maybe not. And it might've taken a lot longer to get to that point. I got the buy-in extremely quickly. And that's what the list my listeners are going to find. So a lot of times I'll weave that into the opening if someone doesn't know me, but maybe it's going to fit somewhere. They're going to say something and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, let me tell you why I do what I do. Right. Um, I do recommend my clients create a video, a why story video that you can send out to prospects and clients that can live on your website. Uh, I also recommend in your LinkedIn profile in the about you section, that should not be a laundry list of your accomplishments. That should be your why story. I also recommend that on your website. That should be your why story. I love it. The connection that you make is so human with a story like that. How can anybody turn you down? Exactly. Exactly. And, And if you look at a competitive advantage, most people are not doing this. So if people go to LinkedIn and they're, and they're looking at, you know, three professionals they're interested in working with, or maybe hiring, maybe it's a leader who's, who's looking to hire someone and you're looking for a job and you have something heartfelt and you stand out amongst a sea of just credentials and and facts and figures, they're going to be drawn to you. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get into the how? Let's get into the how. Okay. Go ahead. So here's what I'm going to do. I am going to tell a why story that I share when I'm speaking to anyone other than a financial service professional. So I told you there's two, you know, you need different types Mm -hmm. of why stories. You might have one that's specific to a niche or to a product, and then you might have one that's general. So this is my general one. And then I'm going to point out a few, a a few pointers on, on what went into creating the story. Does that sound good? Absolutely. It was a cold February, Minnesota, Monday morning, (laughs) 1150 AM to be exact. And if you had been there with me, 
you would have found yourself sitting around a horseshoe shaped group of tables with 30 business owners for my weekly networking meeting. And the time would come in the meeting where our group members would stand up for 60 seconds to say who they were, what business they were in, and the type of referral they were looking for that week. Now, we were about 12 people into it. And to be honest, it was getting really boring. But it was about to get much worse. See, next up was Andrew, the attorney. Andrew was this short, skinny man in his mid-30s. He wore glasses and had this thick mop of curly brown hair. Super nice guy, but a bit socially awkward and not very confident when he spoke in front of the group. And you know, if you've ever been around, around one of those presenters who you kind of feel sorry for because you can feel how uncomfortable they were, that was him. So as soon as he starts speaking, it happens. The other group members disengage. And you could tell by the faraway look in their eyes. You know, you could tell because they were looking down at their phones or sometimes even worse, oh, the eye rolling. Oh. And every time this happened, it just, uh, it pierced my heart. It pierced my heart because believe it or not, I used to struggle with speaking in front of groups. I was terrified. So I totally empathized with him. But even more than that, it pierced my heart because I got to know Andrew and I knew three things about him. I knew that he loved what he did. I knew that he really cared about his clients and I knew that he was good at his job, but he was at a massive disadvantage in the marketplace because he could not communicate his ideas in a way that got others to buy in, that got others to sit up and listen and take action. And to me, that's tragic. See, I believe every voice is important. Your voice is important. I believe we each contribute to the world. And when your voice is not heard or ignored, we all lose. Now, I'm not suggesting you struggle with this skill to the degree that Andrew did or that I used to. But if you're like most people, you welcome getting a little help in this area because speaking, especially in front of groups, is a skill you must always, myself included, need to be paying attention to and need to be up-leveling. And so that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to up-level your speaking skills. Let's dive in. Okay, I'm ready. Let's go. Are you ready? I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's an example of a why story that I would tell to a general audience. So let's break down the ingredients that went into that story, okay? So there's four main ingredients in a why story. You need to have the circumstances, So the circumstances are letting the audience in on on a few descriptors that kind of tell them what's going on and orient them to the scene. You basically want your listener to be able to see in their mind's eye what's going on, right? So what are some of the things that I told you, Patrice, that you could visualize that were the circumstances of that Monday morning meeting? The table set up that you had about... Would you say 20, 30 people there or 12? Yes. Okay. 30. 30. There you yep. go. Uh, and it was cold and it was a morning. Yep. Yes. Great. Great. And good memory because we were 12 people into it, but there were 30 business owners. So that, yeah, great. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah. And, and were you there at the meeting with us? Could you, could you see what was going oh, yeah. on in your mind's eye? Yes. Yeah. That's because I described some of the circumstances. I gave you some visual clues, right? Yes. Um, I gave you some kinesthetic 
uh, clues, some auditory clues. That That's the circumstances. Then you have your characters. So you have to decide and you have to flush out, well, who are the characters in this story? So, so Patrice, in this story, who were the characters? Well, there was Andrew. I mean, he's everybody had their chance to speak, but it was Andrew that came out as the character. He is, he is the focus. You're there, of course, but yes. he is the focus. He's the main character. So there's, there's the rest of the people, there's Andrew, and then there's me. Now, what you want to make sure you do with your characters is for the important characters, the main characters like Andrew, you want to develop them a little bit, right? So mm -hmm. it's not enough for me to say, oh, Andrew, the attorney, it was, it was, it is his turn to speak. What did I do that developed the character a little bit for you? He was skinny. He had curly hair. He was good at his job. And he just, uh, the eye rolling, the eye rolling is what got me too when he spoke. Okay. Yeah. And the eye rolling was part of the circumstances, but yes, but as it relates to Andrew, skinny, good at his job, right? I told you he was an attorney, he had this mop of hair, but I also told you some things when you have characters in your story, what you want to do is you to give some details that will connect them with the listener on a human level. You want your listener to connect and care about your characters, unless it's a bad, unless it's like an evil character, then you, then you don't want them to connect. Right. But you, <laughs> you still want them to connect with like, Oh, I don't like that person. I hope they don't right. win. But, um, what did I say about Andrew that got you feeling connected to him as a real live human being? I, I felt that he was vulnerable and it wasn't any yeah. fault of his. Yes. Yes. So what I said to make you feel vulnerable was, hey, you know, those kind of presenters that you just felt bad for yes. because they're so uncomfortable and awkward that, that, that you feel right. You feel awkward. And then I told you, like, he's good at his job. He really cares about people. He loved what he did. Right. So I made Andrew a human being. You have to make your characters a human being because here's a storytelling. I don't know if it's a trick, but a but a but a byproduct of storytelling is when your characters connect with your listener, who do you think the listener actually connects with? When your character connects with the listener? Yep. Who do you think the listener actually connects with? The storyteller. Yes, the storyteller. Yeah. So I'll work with clients and they'll say, oh, I'm new in my career, but I want to work with people in their 50s and 60s. How do I, how are they going to trust me and get by? And oh, or I'm a man and I want to, I want to help women. I have a heart for women. Because, you know, I helped my mom and I saw her go through bankruptcy or, or, or I saw her have health challenges, right? I want to help women. How do I do this? When you, you, when you choose characters for your story that are similar in nature to your listeners, your listener will feel like they are similar in nature to you, even if you are completely different from your listener. Mm -hmm. That's the bridge. That's the bridge is you tell stories about characters your listeners can relate to. And even if you are completely different, you're different gender, you're different race, you're in a different uh, business, whatever it is, however you're different, the characters will bridge the gap. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And th this is a massive, like that hopefully is an aha for people. Yes. Because this is a big, this is a big deal. Okay. Okay. Then, so you've got your circumstances, you've got your characters, then your story has to have a problem or what I call a catalyst. So a problem is there's a problem to solve without a problem to solve or a catalyst. I'll explain catalyst in a minute. There's no story. So what was the problem Patrice in this story? Well, everybody was disengaging from Andrew yeah. who suddenly got up to speak. Yeah. He, and why was that a problem a for him? Yeah. He didn't have a chance. And why was that a problem for him? Because he's not a very confident speaker to begin with. But why is that a problem? Who cares? What, what's the big deal? So what? He's, he can't advance his business. Exactly. 
Exactly. So, so the problem is he can't advance his business because he's too scared. He's not good at it, right? He doesn't know what to do. That's the problem. People are disengaging. So you have to have a problem or you can have what I call a catalyst. A catalyst is something good or neutral pushed you into this business. Okay. So I have a client who, whose dad, uh, he's in the same business as his dad. And he spent years, like since he was like two years old, up until college working in his dad's office. And he got to see how much his dad helped people, how much he meant to people. And he thought, you know what? In choosing my career, I decided I wanted to, to do what my dad did and help people at that level, right? So that was a catalyst mm -hmm. for him. It propelled him forward into his career. And then finally, and in business storytelling, this is the most important piece. If you miss this, this is why a lot of stories in business sound like TMI because the, the storyteller either misses this or doesn't spell this out for the audience is you have to share the outcome. And in business storytelling, the outcome is actually twofold, okay? The outcome is kind of what was happening to the characters. Right. So in this situation and the problem and the outcome can be very interwoven. So in this situation, the problem, if we were to nitpick it, was that Andrew would get up to speak. He wasn't comfortable and he couldn't communicate his value in a way that got people to listen. The outcome was that people ignored him. Right. Mm -hmm. That was the outcome. But the outcome that I had to go into next was the outcome that had on me in propelling me to be a speaking coach. Does that make sense? Yes. So if I had just left it at Andrew had this problem and then said, okay, let's jump in. It would be like, what? Like, yeah. it would feel like, right? Like, like what, why what did you tell that story? story? Yeah, exactly. And, and so what you heard me say was, I would sit here and listen to this and it just pierced my heart. And here's why it pierced my heart right? I knew these things about him. I used to be scared. And, and I knew that he could do better with some skills and some training. And so that's one of the reasons why my life work is centered around this. And the reason why I want to help you. And I talked about everybody has a voice and with some help, your voice can be heard. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So you, yeah. So you have to tie those concepts and the story to what it has to do with your love and your care for your listener and you have to be very obvious about it. Deirdre, how can people reach you if they want to learn more about this? Yeah, if you want to learn more and you want to be what I call a crazy good storyteller, then you can just go over to crazygoodtalks.com and if you're a corporate leader and you're wanting to bring some training to your team, click on on the homepage there's a button that says corporate and uh, learn more. Click on there, scroll down and you'll see another button that says schedule a call. If you're an individual, click on the individual learn more button, scroll down, and you'll see where it says schedule a complimentary strategy session. Click on there and um, and we'll we'll have a conversation and 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 see, yeah, see what see where we're at and help you become a crazy good speaker. And this is Deirdre Van Ness podcast, Crazy Good Talks. Subscribe with the subscribe button on this page, share with others, and rate it using the star system as well. I'm Patrice Sakora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to the Crazy Good Talks podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered in this podcast represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Accelerated Performance, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.